right now, let's say a massive thank you to JC Viennes for waking up really early. It's ten past five in Venice. So, JC, good afternoon, morning. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it's a real pleasure. It's a real pleasure to be here with you. You know. <laughs> yeah. I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming of you. <laughs> I'm sure every, you're not. Every Wednesday night. <laughs> How's your adventure going, JC? What's new? Hey, you know, it's uh, it's very interesting for me to be here because, um, you know, things in Italy are not so, so good with regards to the COVID crisis. Uh -huh. And uh, actually, yesterday night we were waiting uh, for several hours and several minutes of tense, uh, tense anxiety to, to find out if uh, where I live will be locked down or not. Uh, because in Italy, they have uh, divided Italy in three different regions, red, orange and yellow zones mm -hmm. and we happen to be in a zone that uh, does not need to do lockdown but the rules of uh, uh, of, of uh, different different rules are very very strict at yeah. this moment so it's a bit uh, a bit uh, weird to be in this permanent situation first we were in Hong Kong and after that we came uh, we came here and now we are starting again so it's a very very strange but as I mentioned to you before, you remember I told you that um, here in Italy, uh, supermarket wines have a very bad reputation. Mm -hmm. uh, as I teach about wine uh, for WCT, uh, I'm always shocked to, 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 to hear the reaction of the students when I speak about supermarket wines. Because in Hong Kong, we are very lucky. Uh, we spoke about that before. We are very lucky that the quality in supermarkets is actually pretty good, mm. frankly speaking, uh, compared to what uh, I found here, generally speaking. But why I'm talking about this is because in the last lockdown in Italy, uh, last March, April, mm. uh, many people were stuck to buy wine at the supermarket because no other shop were open. In fact, it was against the rule to open, for example, a wine shop or um, another kind of multi-deli um, multi kind of, of store. Only supermarkets were, were open. So uh, it means that Italians were forced to buy wine in supermarkets. Mm. And many Italians actually have discovered that actually some wines are not so bad. <laughs> In the supermarket. I think we all go through that, don't we? You must have experienced that in Hong Kong. And when people are like, oh, actually, it's pretty good. Okay, it's a supermarket. Let's deal with it. And uh, now what happened is that um, what I predicted would happen is that uh, buyers of wine for supermarket would then start to be a bit more daring in their purchase um, uh, strategy and then they would start to offer something a bit uh, higher higher level at uh, at least at the mid at the mid price range and and uh, the mid quality level and we have seen this happening in our supermarket here in Burano wonderful wonderful so <laughs> but you know what you're uh, looking last, for yeah in the last three weeks actually uh, there is a range of of product it, it, it happens to be a kind of a joint venture between the supermarket brand, um, a, a kind of a house brand of the supermarket, you know, yeah. these uh, these kind of brands, uh, a joint venture because the logo of the wine producer is also printed on that house label. And it's quite interesting because several, several wines, I recognize them from Hong Kong, actually. Mm. And uh, in Hong Kong, 
because we were buying them from uh, the point of view of their own label, the, uh, the producer's label, and these producers have good reputation. So we think highly of these wines, but here they happen to be in a supermarket with a supermarket label. Yeah. And why should, we, why should we not think of them as highly as, uh, as we did in Hong Kong? So in some way... Mm, <laughs> it's a bit of European snobbery, really. Well, this is very interesting you mention. Is it a, a European snobbery or is it a snobbery about wine in general? Mm. And frankly speaking, last, last night I had a conversation with someone here in Bueno about wine, in fact, and I was a little bit disappointed um, in, in, in many ways because there is so much, so much um, snobbery in wine. I mean, for me, this is a, a kind of, a, it's a field that um, I am not sure if we could talk about this in, in many different fields, um, where, where there is this idea that, oh, this wine is absolutely no good, and this wine is good, that wine is no good, that wine is good. For me, it makes no sense. For me, it's, wine is for pleasure. If this wine gives you pleasure, it's good. Well, what's your definition of no good? I know it's a very blanket thing to say, but for you? Obviously, we, uh, I, I believe that with experience, um, our, our, our taste change. Does that mean that we are more sensitive to quality with experience? Mm, yes, I would say so. But mm, it doesn't mean that uh, without experience we cannot enjoy the wine. Mm. And this is very, very important. We don't need experience to enjoy wine. We just need to enjoy it. That's, that's the bottom line. And so for me, what is not good or what is good is my own definition. It's, 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 it's my own decision. Uh, uh, to, to, to decide what gives me pleasure and doesn't give me pleasure. And as a wine professional, because I consider myself now a wine professional, and I've been teaching for 10 years. I think you are. Studying, <laughs> I've been studying like a, a madman about wine. I can pretty much objectively um, determine the quality of a wine. This, this like, I, I feel it's possible. Yeah. To, to be objective in, 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 in judging a wine. When you say quality, though, what, what elements are you talking about? Well, there, there are three basic elements uh, for quality. The first one is complexity of the wine. We okay. want the wine to be interesting, engaging. We want the wine to be generating different emotions. And I always tell, I always tell my students, uh, when we, we have a simple everyday drinking wine, compared to a Grand Cru or some super premium wine, and we compare them side by side, mm. it is very, very clear that the super premium wine has much more complexity okay. in terms of the aromatic profile. So we smell the wine and each time we return to the glass, there's some new aroma coming out, stimulating our, our senses. So clearly, the more wine has complexity, uh, the better it is. Why? Because the beauty of wine is that it has an aroma that is um, 
quite enchanting, quite uh, mesmerizing, quite mysterious, actually. So this is what we want from quality. But a simple everyday drink, uh, uh, drink a simple everyday wine, can also have some aromatics that are quite pleasant and quite enjoyable. So why not enjoy that and not think about it too much? You the know, second you, point you, for quality... Mm -hmm. yeah. Carry on. Carry on. Yeah, the second point for quality is harmony or balance. So at some point, balance, what does that mean? A balanced wine is the balance of components. Component is, in, in wine, a component is uh, alcohol, acidity, uh, sugar, because some wines are sweet, and um, alcohol, acidity, sugar, and for the red wine is tannins. Huh? The tannins is the grippy feeling we get from a red wine. Mm -hmm. And so if we have harmony of these components, this is good. This is a good thing. The problem is that sometimes some wines, they have a, a level level of alcohol that is too high, it will make your throat feel quite hot, quite warm. Mm -hmm. That's not so good. Sometimes the wine is too acidic. It makes the wine very hard and very sour, and that's not good. So um, quality in this regard is important also, the harmony of the components. How much of what you're telling us about now can come down to taste? Uh, Personal taste. This is, very, this is a very good question. In fact, this is also another thing that um, I, I, I speak with my students in class. And it comes back to how we started this conversation, snobbery. Mm -hmm. Many, many people in the wine uh, field, as soon as they start learning about wine, they start believing that their sense of taste is superior to their neighbor or to their peers or someone else. They start believing that uh, they are endowed with a super taster skill. And they start believing that the way I taste the wine and the way I believe in the wine yeah. is the way to think about the wine. But you know, we are very, very different from each other. And I give you an example of how different we are. My wife, if we go to a restaurant, my wife can smell the, the, the fresh ground pepper from the other table next to us okay. because she's very very sensitive to black pepper so when the sommelier or the, the 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 waiter comes and starts to grind black pepper at the other table she can smell it for me if you put black pepper on the palm of my hand and i bring it to about two or three centimeters from my nose i cannot smell it so this is an amazing difference between uh, my wife and I, she can, she, her threshold, the threshold of, um, uh, of, uh, of smell uh, is very, very low for black pepper because she can smell it very easily. But for me, my threshold is very, very high. So which elements of wine, bearing in mind she's sensitive to black pepper, would she be sensitive to? So uh, when I teach about wine, I notice that um, some people are very sensitive to acidity. So when they taste wine, the acidity, the sourness of the wine, they can feel it very, very, very much. And then other people are very, very sensitive to bitterness. And so for them, when the wine is astringent uh, because of the tannins, the astringency of the tannin is, is, is sometimes confused with bitterness. 
when when we when we drink a red wine, it's a, the wine is astringent. It it feels grippy on the mouth. Yep. But people people think it 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 tastes bitter, because those people who are very sensitive to bitterness, uh, uh, the tannins to them start to taste bitter. And so, uh, for me, I am not sensitive at all to bitterness. In fact, the more bitter uh, the food, uh, the more I like it, actually. It's a very strange thing. Yeah. But, but the key for a good wine taster is to know exactly this. To know exactly when I don't smell black pepper and to know exactly that I am very, very tolerant to bitterness. Why? Why it's important? Because if I'm a wine professional and I know this aspect of my tasting notes, then I will be very careful when I taste wine, hmm. because I will have adjusted myself to to people around me. And this is a very, very important skill to learn, actually, uh, when we, we we become wine professionals or when we study about wine, is not to taste for ourselves, but to taste uh, according to to a group. Because as a wine professional, we, we, we would be called to buy wine for a group of people. Okay. So there, there, are, there are two philosophies. And obviously, the person I was speaking with yesterday, he doesn't buy wine for other people. He buys wines for himself. Mm-hmm. And so for himself, it's like imposing his taste on other people. <laughs> okay? This works when he has a fine base, a fan base. People are looking for the suggestions that he offers because they have come to like what he likes. And because this person is very um, avant-garde and very modern in his thinking, he's always looking for things that are obscure and unknown. And so some people like to follow this person because they discover for them something uh, off the beaten path or an hidden gem. But many people don't like what he likes. Well, that's the reason. (laughs) But (laughs) yes, so if you go to a restaurant and you really want to go to a restaurant because your friends uh, want to go to that place, uh, and then you open a wine list and suddenly there is nothing in this wine list that you can order for yourself because all of the stuff that is listed there, you don't like it. This and is so, you we're talking about now. Well, <laughs> not me, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that, um, for me, the best wine buyers that I have met in my life yeah. are the people who buy for themselves because they have a following, but they also buy for others because they know their taste buds so well, they know how they taste so well, that they, they know how to make exceptions, they know how to tone themselves down and choose something of very high quality for that segment of the market. Ah. So if my wife, she hates black pepper because she smells it, she smells it too much, well, that wine buyer <clears throat> will look for something that doesn't smell too much of black pepper because she doesn't like it. And he wants to make sure that she can find something that she will enjoy. Because at the end of the day, I come back to what we started with, wine is for pleasure. This is very, very important. And we we, we need to stop being so dogmatic and so snobby about wine because... JC, you've just done a Facebook rant on Radio 3. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Maybe... 
it's because it's 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, listen, before I let you go back to bed, um, from the supermarket in your town, what has your wife discovered? <laughs> in fact, I complained to her because she did, she was at the supermarket yesterday and she didn't she did not buy that line of products. And I said, Maria, you have to buy that line of product from now on. Oh, she says I did not know. And uh, there's a beautiful Chianti Classico actually from from that line, and there's also a beautiful uh, wine from Campania from the south of Italy. Mm-hmm made with a grape called Falangina, and this is a white grape variety, Falangina, and it's available in Hong Kong, this wine. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I really love this, uh, this grape because it's full of uh, stone fruit, citrus fruit, and, and the acidity is fresh, but it's not uh, sour. Uh, 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 and uh, it's a wine that is also quite mouth-filling. So when we have dinner, uh, this is a, a white wine that works very well with a lot of food and it's juicy and it's very lovely to drink uh, uh, this kind of uh, uh, this kind of grape Falangina yep. and uh, the sister of Falangina is called Greco yep. and there's another wine from Campania that is available in Hong Kong it's called Greco di Tufo Greco di Tufo is the style of the wine is the is uh, in fact Tufo is the town Greco is the grape okay and this is a beautiful wine also to look for from Campania. I think that's enough info for one day. Time for bed, JC. We got a lot out of you today. So we'll see from, as it's now winter, we'll see if we can do these early mornings. I think we'll just play it week by week. How's that? Let's try, let's try. Uh, now I'm in the mood to continue for another hour about this rant. <laughs> I'm going to let you go. Take care, JC Viennes. Fantastic. Really good job uh, waking up at five, whatever, in the morning in Birano in Italy.